TV's back in the house for the RBC Canadian Open. It's the betting show 2022. I'm back from vacation, you know, and Pat's out of here. Forget you, Pat. You're gone. You're dipping. I got a, I got a special guest. You know, you, you get a special guest. I get a special guest. Last week, you had John Radhouse, Caddy House. Uh, he did a good job. Pat did a good job hosting. He did a good job hosting. You know, but you guys, you know, when, you get, when you get Pat, when you get DB out of town, you get bare minimum tour junkies. You get, you know, barely a little exposure tour junkies. You get like a little bit of a side boob of tour junkies content. You know, because Pat doesn't do anything other than show up for the podcast, do his thing, and that's it, right? He just does the Monday night deal. Maybe you catch him getting a prize picks contest in there on or fantasy golf Somalia or whatever on Tuesday. But then that's it. You don't get chalk bomb. You don't get heavy petting. You don't get all the other extra YouTube stuff. But when I'm in town, you get all the goodies, all right? So I'm here. I'm pumped about it. I got my uh, I got my podcast shoes tonight, but I want to bring in our host for the evening, our co-host for the evening. Uh, you know him as G-Money. Mr. Garrett Simmons, our resident uh, caddy friend, Corn Ferry Tour expert, and the young gun, uh, the, the young the young whippersnapper of Tour Junkies Enterprises. What up there, Garrett? What it do, doggy? Look, uh, I got my, look Look at this. Look at this podcast juice. Uh, Dang, dude. Look at that Brookline. You can get you one of those. Oh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a custom label for a sec, but it's just a koozie. Dude, that's just a koozie. You know, look, I, you know, I never drink, I rarely drink beer on the podcast. Something about the beach, just it, you want a Corona yeah. with a lime. And I'm, I'm not at the beach right now, but I, you know, I just feel that's it. A pre- that's a premiere, isn't it? You got that koozie to hide the premiere. Oh, come on. Just a light. You know, it's just a just light. Just a light. Yeah. But I'm 38. A that's a Mormon beer. What's that, 3.1%? I'm 38, dog. You must be, ri- you must be riding Finau this week. It is what it is. Oh, well, you, stay tuned. Stay tuned. What do you got tonight? What are you drinking? A little Chardonnay got, or something? I got Espelone on the rocks. That's, oh, that's a little pork. I like a little Espelone. That's a little less liquor. I like Espelon. Well, Hardly know her. Normally that's normally that's where I'm at, but not tonight. I'm feeling I'm still I'm still on island time, buddy. Still on island, island time. time. Yeah, with that shirt. Uh, oh like bro, shirt. you like this? Not really. This is uh I knew I was gonna get grief for this shirt. I actually was surprised it took uh this long. This is the new Mark Wahlberg line. Municipal. That looks like that looks like golf that looks like golf galaxy and play it against sports had a baby. It's a hey man, don't knock them play it against sports. It's a they, they call it the golf t shirt. It's just like it feels like a t shirt. I don't know if I like you know? the what's that say municipal up top. Oh dude, it's, that's, that's gangster. Top, I don't know. No. Yeah, dude, that's gang. That's a that's a that's a hit. They they hit you where nobody really likes to hit you. Are you a top are you a top button guy? I look, sometimes it depends, yeah. Not can't all the time, but sometimes. Well, there's no buttons on this one. There's no button. Oh, it's a t shirt with a collar in it. Yes, that ain't cool. Yeah, I like it. Your mom likes it. Uh, mm. Garrett, uh, I know we're really all excited to talk about the RBC Canadian Open because it's an incredible field. We're going to get to it. We're going to talk about our favorite outright bets, maybe some top 20s at the end. And who knows where else this could go. You know what I mean? It could get weird. We could talk about other stuff that's going on in the world of golf. Not that there's a lot going on. I mean, you know, very little going on in golf. Uh, but I do have to make a few announcements. Yes, Pat's on vacation. Um, and where is Pat? Pat is at, he's in hell. He's in hell. Well, I mean, I, I, he lives in a senior citizens community, so I don't know where he's going on vacation, like down to, he's, he's in hell. On a, he's on a cruise. Think about in, where people go on vacation, where it's hell. Where do you think? Florida. God's waiting room. Florida. And what, what, what specifically in Florida? Uh, Orlando. Uh-huh. And what specifically in Orlando? Disney world. There you Come go. On. No shit. There you go. He's in Disney World? Disney, and he's hating every second of it, yes. Wow. No, I think he low-key loves it. No, I don't think he does. Yeah, see, he's in the chat. I'm truly in hell. He's in the chat right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, uh, listen, thank good good on you, Pat. We love you, man. Miss you, buddy. Um, hey, listen, the show is as always presented to you by our friends at Covers, covers.com, where winning starts. If you're a sports better, betting on any sport, covers.com is where you need to go. Check it out, along with 25 million other sports betters annually. They've been doing it for 25 plus years. All the good content there is uh, is money. You've got our head-to-head matchup, top 20 matchup article that goes out exclusively on covers.com every Tuesday afternoon, maybe. So uh, check that out if you haven't already, and check out covers.com. It's where it's at. All right, so Pat's on vacation. I got to let people know this, too. We don't have AC in the chat, or sorry, in the, in the Nut Hut chat Discord server this week. AC is on vacation as well. He's Canadian. Maybe he felt like Canadian Open Week. He just needed to take it off and be Canadian on his own without us. But if you're in the Nut Hut, um, that probably means it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, you know, it's like, it's like the principal and your, your, your homeroom teacher are both on a, a way at a conference. And so you can just do whatever you want in the Nut Hut for the next week, probably, is what's probably <laughs> happening. So AC's out, so you won't have his preview article. It, you know, it's RBC Canadian Week. It's kind of a lame field, and the U.S. Open's next week. So we got some people off, so calm down. Um, but I do want to thank Kat, Caddy John for filling in for me last week. That was good stuff. Obviously, thanks to Garrett for hopping in today. Uh, want to talk about the U.S. Open content real quick because it's going to be a weird week. I want to get this out of the way. Me and Pat, Ben, Pat's brother, DirecTV Perry, we planned a trip to Scotland back in the fall of 2019 to take place in the summer of 2020. We all know what happened in 2020. It got bumped to 2021. Then it got bumped out of 2021 and into 2022. And we couldn't control the dates because now the Open Championship will be held at St. Andrews. And so now we're going to Scotland. We leave on Friday morning and we'll be in Scotland for the U.S. Open. Leave it to the tour junkies to go out of town and have to do a show for the U.S. Open at the home of golf and the site of the Open Championship one month later. That's what we'll be doing next week. Uh, it's going to be kind of weird. Not really sure how the setup's going to go. We might. Yeah, no, but that's that's sick. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun because you guys are going to be banged up. Like you'll be oh, at yeah. the bar. Like you no, know, like like you know when you get that point. Maybe you don't because you're like ancient. But you get to the bar, you watch the game, whatever, and then it's like twelve o'clock, one a.m., whatever. There's nothing to really have on at the bar. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you come home to the bar instead of watching Scott Van Pelt on like repeat. You got the you got the U.S. Open or five hours ahead. Hours, you're five hours ahead, so it's like whatever the open lands at five six o'clock. That's eleven. That's eleven twelve o'clock. Like you're yeah. you're you're slugging Guinnesses. Watching yeah, I'm gonna kill open. Guinnesses. Guinness, Guinness, whatever it is, whatever the plural is. You don't have those. to like think about if you're on a golf trip. It's perfect golf trip because if you're on a golf trip during the U.S. Open, it's like all right, it's cool. If I'm in the if I'm in the states, but you kind of miss it. You're streaming it on the golf cart. You're doing yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if you're in the opposite time, it's like, all right, we're going to play golf all day and then get done yeah. and then watch golf all night and not miss a done, not miss thing. It's going to be awesome. We are going to do a show for sure. We, we're, I'm bringing equipment over. It's going to be me, Pat, Ben, and Kobe. Kobe DeBose, who a lot of people know Kobe. If you're in the nut hut, you know Kobe. He's, he won like over half a million dollars on DraftKings between the Masters and the RBC Heritage. He's going with us. He's going to hop on the show as well, talk some DraftKings strategy, all that kind of stuff. So he's going. It's eight of us. So we'll have, we'll have some content. I just don't know to what extent. So bear with us. We'll be in Scotland. You're going to want to follow us on Instagram. If you don't already, we'll put up some stories on Instagram. I'm sure I'll have some good Pat content coming out. Uh, it's just going to be a great time, and I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to play Scotland. Uh, and it'll, be, it'll be great. So just want to let everybody know that next week could get weird in terms of content. That's all. So don't get, don't get pissy. It's a trip of a lifetime. It was supposed to happen in 2020. We didn't mean for it to happen the week of the U.S. Open. All right. Garrett, let's talk RBC Canadian Open. 
Oh, yeah. I thought we were going to talk about the longest day in golf. Well, I, I want to talk about that. I, I do want to talk about that. Um, the RBC Canadian Open, they're rotating courses. You know, St. George's Golf and Country Club, which we haven't seen since 2010, when Carl Pedersen won at 14 under. He shot like a 60 on one day to, to kind of boat race everybody. You know, it seems like, I don't know how much research you've done on the track, but just looking at it, seemed, it went through a little greens renovation back in 2014 from Tom Doak. Um, seems like your tip kind of a, it's a par 77,000 yards, kind of a tight, narrow, you know, precision style golf course. They, they say the rough is kind of thick and gnarly. I could see him cutting it down though, before the week's over. Uh, and you've got like this bent POA mix kind of pure greens is what I'm hearing. Uh, but to me, it kind of feels like one of those weeks where there's probably going to be a good bit of variance between a golf tournament that, or a golf course we haven't seen in, you know, 12 years. Um, you know, a lot of guys have never seen this course before at all. A lot of guys that, speaking of the longest day in golf, played in that today. Uh, I noticed a few names that were not playing anywhere. A lot of names were playing at the qualifier in Canada uh, or near Canada, but there were some other names that were playing in this event that were at the longest day of golf far away. Like, we'll have quite the travel to get up there. I noticed that rain's in the forecast for tomorrow, which may mean they don't get a great bit of practice time tomorrow on Tuesday. So we might have guys that just don't see a lot of this golf course before they, they peg it on Thursday. Um, and, you know, the top part of this field seems pretty stout. You got some names here that want to, you know, want to want to get in the groove before a major championship week. And then after that, it really drops off and gets quite ugly in terms of the field strength. Uh, and you've got guys who you wonder, are they, you've got live golf people that are supposedly in this field that are, I don't, you know, I guess they're not playing in a live golf tournament, but they're, they're uh, possible commits to live golf later. Um, you've got guys who you're wondering, are they, are they just interested in playing the U.S. Open and get me the hell out of Canada? I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of variance in this thing and it uh, could be interesting. So for me, the card looks, is going to look like one or two short numbers. And then a bunch of bombs for me. What are your thoughts on the course or how you're going to approach the, the betting card or your thoughts on all that stuff? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think the course really means much this week. Mm -hmm. I think everything you highlighted with the U.S. Open, prep with the U.S. Open, I mean, I don't think there's anything special about the golf course. I think the guys to focus on in weeks like this are the ones that will – a win to them will mean more than, like, yeah. if – uh, and, you know, I'm going to be spoiling a little bit of my pick. If Harold Varner wins this week, monkey off his back, first PGA Tour victory. If he wins this week, comes out and misses the cut at the U.S. Open, or wins this week and goes to finish 20th at the U.S. Open, that's a win for his last two weeks. Yeah. If Justin Thomas wins this week and then goes to miss the cut next week, that's a loss in his book. He doesn't give a shit about winning the RBC Canadian Open. I mean, not, not that he doesn't yep. care about winning. If he gets down to the, if he gets down to it, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, I look at it like playing a poker game. For no with no money like a like a cash tournament it's like all right like if we play like maybe i'll win it but at the end of the day like we're not really gambling on anything and so like i'm going i'm going like by the end like i'm going to bed like whatever it is what it <laughs> yeah. is like there's not a lot of stakes on the line like that's what it is but for the guys that are like hey if i win you know like five bucks in this tournament like it's going to be life-changing which yeah. is metaphorically some of these guys that like okay okay I, I got a job for the next two years i win those are the guys i like the canadian guys i think they always play well in canada I think they're familiar with what what's going on there, just with the culture, with the community, you know, like all that people underestimate being in a different country, even though it's just Canada, the just D 
day-to-day life, how it goes, dealing with... Oh, Canada these, is a definitely a weird place. It's all a these little country. nuances you that got just Trudeau little, up there being weird AF and doing dumb yeah, shit. All the little nuances it, yeah. that are kind of an inconvenience to people, it just adds another element of stress. And uh, so I, I, I think the course, I think it's less on the course, more on the guys that um, care a little bit more. Again, not that Justin Thomas is trying to go out and shoot 80-80 and go to the Open or he wouldn't be playing, yeah. but... I think it's one of those things where it's like, all right, think about, think, I think the big players are thinking more about their game and less about their score, if that makes sense. Or kind of more of like, all right, what do I need to work on? What am I thinking on? Let's get, let's keep it tight. Let's think about, you know, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I really want to work on my mid irons, flighting this, or hey, I'm looking ahead at the US Open. It's going to be a lot of, you know, mid iron, long irons. Hey, I'm going to focus on that even if it's just practice throughout the week, and then, hey, I'm going to get into the tournament and do it. So that's where I'm at. What do you think about the longest day in golf? Have you ever caddied in, the, in a qualifier for the longest day in golf? I have not caddied um, sectional qualifying. Um, I've caddied local qualifying back in the day um, and played in local qualifying. And uh, But, yeah, no, I definitely think it's those – I mean, those guys that have to get on a – it's all fade for the guys that even the guys that qualify. So I'm trying to think. So last last year, I worked Congaree. So this was a year ago, and this was the Canadian Open replacement. tournament mm-hmm. replacement for it. And so I'm thinking about the guys like I remember JT Posting qualified for the Open. He came in late Tuesday night, um, and, and some of the guys that that did end up qualifying and flying halfway across, you know. If they were in California, they flew across to, you know, South Carolina for it. So um, I definitely think it, what were you about to say? What if they didn't qualify? Do you feel like it was, if they didn't qualify and they came to play in Congress? Well, this is bad. If they didn't qualify, they still have to travel the same amount. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So you're, you're more talking about the travel, the toll. It's that more the just takes. anybody that did it. I mean, those guys that might, like, I, I don't think that the guys that qualified versus the guys that missed out by a shot or two are necessarily that much, that much different up and down. If anything, the guys that didn't qualify by a shot or two, I would actually like them more in the tournament because Might they're be not even in the more, U.S. Open. Yeah, so a little more. You know what I mean? Like if Martin, Trainer, if Martin Trainer qualifies for the Open, he's like, all right, I'm pumped for the Open. I got to get ready for the Open. And he's less concerned about the RBC yeah, Canadian Open. I could see it a couple different ways. Like, so for example, I want to, and this this will be a weird week. It is what it is. I'm looking at the qualifier in Ontario at Rattlesnake Point Golf Club, where Jonas Blixt. I have a deep history with Jonas Blixt here. Goes <laughs> goes seven years back to the Tour Junkies. Um, Jonas Blixt led the whole thing. It was only 25 players. We shot 10 under. Callum 10 under. Callum Taren, who was also qualified at Pebble Beach. Shot nine under, and I, I kind of like Callum Taren. I, I followed him a little bit. He was in Grayson Sig's group at the Byron um, that I followed on Thursday. Uh, watched this guy play a little bit. Hits it a mile. Uh, hits it pretty hard. And yeah, Big Don, my boy Big Don used to caddy for him. And, you know, so like for a guy, so think about a guy like him, okay? So he just played this event. He played very well, which is good. That's a good thing. He's in Canada already, so very little travel. I mean, I know Canada's mm-hmm. huge, but he's in Ontario. Um, and, and he, he is also looking for his first like breakout victory on the PJ tour. Like I would think that Callum Taron would come to this event, you know, still taking the RBC Canadian open quite seriously. Um, oh, I agree. Where, where is, looks where like is trainer this, and SIG just missed it by the way. Right where's there. this, where's this qualifier versus where the 
Canadian Open is. Well, that's what I'm saying. This qualifier is very close. It's in Milton, Ontario, which Toronto is in Ontario. Gonna right, say, right? If it was like East Coast, West Coast, that'd be no, like it's not. But now, North okay, Carolina, California, yeah. So, like, here's uh, Olympic Club. Uh, well, I don't think a lot of guys from how about Maverick McNeely? What the heck is wrong with him? I don't like, I don't like him. Stop, don't, don't, don't talk that on my, don't talk that on the show, okay? I just, I just don't like Maverick. McNeely. Actually, there's not a lot of people that played in this one. There's an, there's one down here. I'm looking at what about Jupiter, Florida? This is where poor so, Ricky, wait, poor is the Ricky RBC, the RBC open? I should know this because I'm on the show. Is on the west side or the east side of Canada? Uh, I believe it is on the east side, I think. So if you're doing a <laughs> qualifier in California, that's halfway yeah. across the... Yeah, that's a big, big leap there. Um, what, what's the French-speaking side? I think it's this side. Producer Sam, can you help? God, please help us with this. All right, so like, for example, Matthias Schwab, Ricky Fowler, just missed it on the number in... Um, where is this? This is in... In Jupiter. So, well, Fowler's not in this field, but Matthias Schwab is in this field for the RBC Canadian. Missed it on the number. He's flying from Jupiter. Uh, who else? Anybody in this? I do like, I do like Cal and Taren. Dude, I, don't you? He's got a new baby. You know how that yeah, how it goes, yeah. playing with the new baby. Yeah. yeah. And he's played in the, oh, the U.S. Open before, so it's not his first time qualifying. All right, this one's in Georgia, Ansley Golf Club in Roswell. So that's like Atlanta area. That's Atlanta. Chase yeah. Seifert, uh, top of the board at seven under, and he's in this field at RBC Canadian. So what do we think? You know, he's flying from Georgia up to Toronto, then, then playing in the RBC, then coming here to play, uh, you know, then playing the U.S. Open. Uh, Vincent Whaley missed it by two shots. He's in this field. Brendan Todd missed it by three shots. He's in this field. He was one I was looking at because Todd kind of fits this. To me, he seems like this seems like a course that Brendan Todd could play well at, a lot like Colonial a couple weeks ago where he was in the final group. Um, but he just shot three under. He just had 36 holes, and he's not going to get to the golf course until, like you said, late Dude, tomorrow. It makes, it, it makes way better content for me to d- disagree with you and give you shit, but he's on my list, man. Brent, good. Be, t- be Todd all week. Kurt, Kurt Kwaka, good buddy, old good buddy of mine who's caddying for him now, who was with Champ forever. Um, he, he's been great with him, and... I'm I'm all on the B Todd train. Raleigh uh, guy. Next um next location here is in Maryland, so not quite as bad. Joseph Bramlett won is, that one. He's in this field is too. Eric is Eric Barnes playing in the uh he's not yeah, he's like, you know. Eric Barnes just got his this might be a a preview for next week. He just locked up his tour card in Raleigh and uh, playing on the Corn Ferry Tour, then he disqualified at uh the Chase Seifert in Roswell as well for the U.S. Open. Huh. But I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if they gave him a spot. In I don't see league. his name anywhere. Yeah, um. Anyway, all right. So we can we can kind of talk about that a lot. Okay, Toronto. Here we go. Toronto, middle of the country. Quebec is in the east. East is the French side. So thank you, Ryan. Thank you. So, Listen, I don't know so my geography. Canadian, Canadian Open. Canadian Open east side. No rattlesnake east side. Toronto in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like being in that's like being in South Carolina. It's like being where you live and flying out to Chicago or something. Yeah, yeah it's not still halfway across the country. Yeah. All right, let's get in the top of the board, Garrett. Uh, up to twenty five to one. Any names that jump out at you? Um, for me, really, the only guy. Don't be don't be say the same the same thing as me. If it is, it is like the only guy that gives me any interest. And listen, oh, I need to tease this too. We have got a show coming out. I don't know when I'm going to release it. It's edited and ready to go, but it's just going to depend on other stuff. 
We interviewed a professional sports better of 10 plus years, Rufus Peabody. And now he almost exclude. Yeah, you laugh. He almost exclusively bets on golf. He's bet on football for a long time, bet on baseball for a long time, almost exclusively bets on golf. Uh, on an average week to week on the PGA Tour, he's betting five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a week for majors, masters. It's over one point five million. The guy is a is a sharp. He moves lines. He uh, he's a he's a very intelligent guy. Great interview. Really fun to talk to. Very personable. Me and me and Ben Little uh, sat down with him for about an hour and fifteen minutes and just picked his brain. And he gave us a lot of stuff. He didn't give us everything. He refused to give us everything, but he gave us a lot of stuff. Even at one point in the interview, he said. Man, I already feel like I've said too much here. Um, it was a great interview, but one of the things he said was something I've kind of been trying to get into the heads of some of you on uh, on YouTube, and it's it's this idea that I think we should pound outrights earlier in the week. You know, I do the first look betting show first thing on Monday morning at like ten or eleven a.m. I go live on YouTube and I start scrolling through the odds, thinking about who are the names that jump out at me, and a lot of times by the time I do this show, there are already names that have gotten much shorter since, since I looked at them earlier in the day. And, you know, I wish I would have hit them. Rufus said the same thing. He was like, you know, I, I pound most of the outrights on Monday. And if, if the numbers that I get, if, if a player that I get the numbers longer, you know, as the week progresses, great. I'll add to my position if I feel like I need to do that. If it gets shorter, then I'm glad I hit it. Um, so I, I think pay attention to some of those, those first look Monday morning shows as we're talking through some of these names, because I've already seen a couple of these guys. This one guy I'm going to mention in this range was at 22 to one today at like 10 o'clock or 11. And now he's at 18 to one. And there's other names in here too, that have gotten much shorter. So that, that I think number one, be on the lookout for the Rufus Peabody interview. And number two, you know, jump on board with me and let's pound outrights a little earlier in the week than we normally do. So uh, the, the guy for me is Sam Burns at 18 to one on DraftKings. He was 22 to one, I think earlier, like I said, uh, on like FanDuel or something. He's 18 to 1 now. I think it's ludicrous that he's the same odds as Shane Lowry and Matthew Fitzpatrick, who neither one of them have won on the PJ Tour. They're both great players. I guess Shane won. I guess he won the, the Open Championship and he's won a WGC maybe, but they've not won like, I don't know. Fitzpatrick hasn't won on the PJ Tour yet. I don't think he should be the same number as Sam Burns. I think that's a, a good value on Burns, I guess, still at 18 to 1. Uh, but he's the only one for me. Like, I'm not touching the top tier of this range for some of the reasons you mentioned, like how motivated are these guys, number one. How much do they really care? And I just don't normally bet guys at 10 to 1 or shorter anyway. So I'm definitely not going to do it at an event that I think has a ton of variance. So for me, it's Sam Burns, and that's it. Really? Yep. <laughs> yep. Nah, man. You missed out the, you missed out the two names that um, a, a win on the PGA Tour would be their first and would be huge to them. 22 to 1, Corey Connors. Let's go. Dude. That would not be his first PGA Tour win. Not or in Canada, okay. Yeah, first, first Canadian Open. Yes, first Canadian Open. Sure, they care about that stuff, man. I, They're I, from Canada. I kind of think it could deal. work the wrong way, though. Like all the pressure and all the. There's no pressure. It's the week before the U.S. Open. There is pressure. There's 100 percent pressure. He wants to win his national open, and and everybody makes a big deal about it. Mike Weir's, you know, probably leaving him notes in his locker, telling him about how, you know, you're the next guy, and I'm handing the passing the Canadian baton to you, buddy. You know, go out there and do Mike it. Mike Weir is small enough to get shoved in the locker. He ain't, he ain't we, No, Corey's going to open his locker, and Mike Weir's going to be there, and he's going to hand him the note. <laughs> like the guy, like the Chinese guy from The Hangover just jumping out of his locker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's going to try his best to 
get the Mountie hat it's on. I like Corey Connor this week. I th- I think I like Connors, but I don't I don't like the I don't I don't like the I don't like the you national like twenty two to one. I don't like right, the national. You're right. Pressure. Well, twenty two to one. He's not my favorite twenty two to one guy. He's another. He's the second pick. I I said him first because he was the first guy I wrote down. HP three, dude. Come on, man. Let's the go. The number is not good, dude. The number's not good. The number was good this morning. Here's a great example. He was. What you about to tell me? You want HV three at? No, you can get him at thirty three to one on Fanduel, dude. First of all, you can get him at thirty three no, to one. That's not on true. Yes, you can. I'm looking. Data Golf says you can get him on Fanduel at thirty three to one right now, unless that's changed. I'm on Data Golf. Okay, well, Fanduel HV three thirty three to one. I'm looking at it and BetMGM. I'm, I'm looking at Live Golf because I was so pumped on that. <laughs> 33 to 1. HV3, yeah. HV3 is 42 I guess to that, 1. I guess that puts him out of the favorite category. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. He was 42 to 1 this morning when I went live. And I did talk about him at a 42 to 1, and I like that. But 22, absolutely not. 33 is fine. Like, I'm fine with Why, that. You can't play on Sunday? It's a, I mean, it is a problem. I had him at Colonial, oh, and he shot a it 45. It was tough on Sunday, man. He's a man of the people, man. Mm-hmm. I like HV3. You're letting your North Carolina bias show too much. This is a classic HV3 tournament where he's like, I'm going to go out and win this. I'm going to go out and win this tournament Mm. because everybody else think about the open. I'm thinking about the open too, but why not me? Mm. We hear. All right. We hear. He does like to say that. I do like to stay away from, I'm I'm the Fitzpatrick stay away, 16 to one DraftKings. Stay away from that one? Stay away from anybody who keeps the flag stick in. Like honestly, dude, Come what on, are man. we doing? You're a former, even Bryce. Even Bryson pulls the flag. You're stick a former like, caddy. That should be make it easier on you. No, dude. The only time you that the, especially the thick ones, you're gonna make a meme out of this. The thick ones pull out every time. Sam, can you snip that where he went like this? <laughs> the, the thick ones, where he where thick sh- flag sticks. Show us again how thick are they? Because they bounce out. They bounce in and out. Oh, the gotcha. thin ones in and out. Okay. Good uh-huh. to know. That's good to know. Fitzpatrick. For- yeah, I'm at on. All right. All right, mid-range, who you got? Um, before we get on to that, hey, you know, Garrett, have you had any of this front nine coffee yet? Have we sent you any of that? We need to do that. No, uh, is that is that like for wellness? Oh. I'm a for wellness guy. Bro, it's it's beautiful. It's definitely for your wellness. It make you it make you I'm look a Phil, four I'm years a Phil younger. For wellness guy, was it like a packet or something? Beautiful man, beautiful. No, uh, it's it's fresh artisan coffee, small batch oh, coffee shit. based. I'm just right, going against it. I'm going against the ad that we have. Based right here in Augusta, Georgia, <laughs> our friends at Front Nine Coffee grounds for golfers, roasted daily. All right, when you order it, that that, that stuff ain't even roasted yet. Then you're gonna order it. Then they're gonna be like, cool. Now we'll roast it instead of letting it get all gassy and roast and just sitting there in a bag or a box, all right? Okay. And then, you know, you can order it coarse grind or fine grind or whole bean or whatever you want. They'll customize it for you. It's all good. It's the finest growing coffee from all the finest growing regions, all that kind of stuff. It's beautiful stuff. And they're partnering with us for a long time. And they're also supporting the live golf event in September. They're going to do a coffee takeover at the event. They're going to be making coffee cocktails as the afternoon and evening goes on. Ooh, They've got some great flavors like Pick It Up Pecan, Lauderdale Light Roast, Captain's Choice Kahlua Caramel, Fried Egg Breakfast Blend. I've been working on that one. But hot on the presses is coming very soon. Our very own DB Blend and Pat Blend. We have chosen our flavors, our, our profiles. Believe it or not, they're both extremely different than the others. Uh, yeah, Pat's going to be decaf. No, he's not. No, he's not. Actually, Pat's is the, is the heavy hitter. Pat's is, a, really? is an espresso Italian, uh, espresso Milano, I believe, is Pat's flavor profile. Uh, I went with kind of a light roast hazelnut kind of vibe for a good morning <laughs> cup of joe. 
and um, it's going to be beautiful. You're going to be able to order, the, you know, both bags from tourjunkies.com. It's going to be good stuff. But anyway, check out front9coffee.com. That's F-R-O-N-T, the number nine, coffee.com, and use promo code TJ10 to get 10% off your entire order. That's promo code TJ10. You get 10% off your entire order on front9coffee.com. Check them out. They're supporting us. So you guys go support them if you want coffee. They'll deliver it to your door anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. They'll deliver it to you. It's great stuff, man. Pat, Pat, yeah, Pat's Blend. I could, I could, I could, they can get on board with Pat's Blend. Cool. Yeah, whatever, Drink guys. a little cup of Pat. Whatever, guys. Uh, all right, next range, kind of that mid-range, which normally this is a range that I totally would take to Poundtown, but with, with as terrible as this field is, I don't have a lot here either, um, and I have less in the next range. My favorite play here, though, by far my favorite play, is Johnny Vegas at uh, 70 to 1. Johnny V, 70 to 1, two-time RBC Canadian Open winner. He's basically, he's basically a Mountie, you know. He's going he's gonna to ride in on a horse today, you know, when he comes to the tournament on Thursday. Two-time winner, obviously on different golf courses, but the dude's playing well. You know, I, I think his length is obviously going to be an advantage here. There's some long par threes on this golf course. He'll have irons in his hand and of these par fives, I'd imagine, if he's in, if he's in the fairway. Um, 70 to 1 for Johnny V, three-time PGA Tour winner twice in Canada. That feels like a long number for Johnny Vegas. I like that. I like Chris Kirk at 50 to 1. He's playing a lot of golf. I think this is like his fourth event in a row. And I also believe he – was he qualifying today? Was he in the longest day thing? Uh, no, 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 he wasn't. Maybe he's already qualified. I don't know. Um, but I like Chris Kirk at 50 to one. And then I'll go Finau. I like Finau at 30 to one. I, I like it. He's, I feel like he's trending. He's had a couple top fives recently. Um, same kind of distance advantage that Johnny Vegas gives you. So I'll ride Tony Finau at 30 to one. I'll probably have like Burns, Finau, Kirk, Vegas, and then a bunch of long shots on the card for me. Uh, Finau? So, yeah, you don't like Finau? Why not? No, he hasn't, been doing, he hasn't been doing shit lately. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He finished fourth at the Schwab, second at Mexico, 30th at the PGA. What are you talking about? You think he cares about the RBC? He wants to win a major. No, he wants to win again, period, I think. No, yes, no. I think he does. People ride, people ride that game more than he actually cares about it. He wants to win majors. Dude. He's hitting it great. He's fine. He, he doesn't have to care to, to win. He just, he just has well, to do his thing. Well, we, can, we can talk on the side about our uh, mid-range category, my guys versus Fino. I like, oh, I like you want to make a Had bet? Yeah, like Adam Hadwin, 45 to 1. I kind of like Hadwin too. But yeah, why, why wouldn't you? The guy's a flusher. Mark, all, my, all Mark Blackburn's guys are flushers. I would, They're all flushers. I'd rather have Hadwin at the value, at the price over Connors for sure. If I'm going to take a Canadian with pressure, I'll take him. Are you going FanDuel or DraftKings for all this? Because I got Hadwin at 45 to 1. The best number I found on Hadwin was on BetMGM at 50, 50 to 1. Uh, yeah, DraftKings 45. Finau, Kirk, FanDuel. and Vegas are better on DraftKings. I like Adam Hadwin this week. And uh, I also like Keith Mitchell. Guy can bomb it. He, he's a guy yeah. that I'm, it's hard for me he's to stay away from. Win. Always hard to stay away from Keith. Very hard. Yeah. Him. He used to come down. He's, he's, he's solid. He, he's solid the earth. He's, he's good people. Yep, good Keith dude. Mitchell. I like Keith. Um, I like him at fifty to one. I don't know what DraftKings got him at, but or FanDuel, but DraftKings got fifty to one. Um, so those are my two. Fifty guys. to one is the best number on. Yep. All right, that's it. 
I got a top 20 in that category. No, no, right? save those. All right, um, the next range is 75 to 130 to 1. <sighs> it's ugly, dude. It's ugly. No, because, it's not, dude. Yeah, it is. Mackenzie Hughes. No, dude, my no, boy no, Jace no, is no. in there macking with him. 80 to 1. Let's ride Macking with him. If by macking you mean sucking hind teat on a weekly basis on the PGA Tour, that's what your boy Jason's doing? Cool. Yeah, but we ain't This guy's terrible. PGA. It's Jace. We ain't on Whatever. the PGA Tour. We on the Canadian. This is the Canadian. This is a Canadian Tour event. I can't stand Mackenzie Hughes. I do not understand the affection for Mackenzie Hughes. Who do, you want against, who do you want against him? All right, Mackenzie Hughes. You is, tell me. Mackenzie Hughes is CT Pan. I'll get. I'll take CT Pan against. I'm a new. Mackenzie Hughes is eighty to one on. You find somebody on DraftKings eighty to or eighty to one or or worse, and you can have him against Mac Hughes. CT Pan. 81. CT Pan? Yeah. I'm a oh. new CT Pan convert. You're, I, the, you're, you're the one that's going to have to tell your kids yeah, they, they got to eat ramen <laughs> next week. <laughs> uh, 81, let's see. I, I would take other names. Uh, let's see. Pan. Oh, now you're back no, on no, no, CT no, Pan. No, no, no. Now Pan, you're I'm all taking. in on Mac Hughes, huh? No, I would take Pan. I will take Pan gladly against Mac Hughes. All right, perfect. I, perfect. Would take, I would take a lot of people. I would take Dylan Fratelli over Brendan Todd. I mean, uh, Dylan not, Fratelli, not Mackenzie Hughes. You might get DQ'd for commenting on Instagram while on the 18th fairway or something. Dude, I, I respect the hell out of that. At least he makes cuts. Mac Hughes and and allegedly he was he was uh, well, never mind. Well, yeah, with yeah. Well, that's all fair. That's all I know fair. you're saying. That's all I don't fair know if that was true or not. In the Rex specs, uh, yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cool if it was. <laughs> it'd be cool if it was. Uh, it'd be cool if it was. Oh or wasn't. man, yeah, those are the only guys I got in. Uh, All right, no, I got long range. I got Mac Hughes. I got Brendan Todd, hundred to one. Why are you? Are you in a? Um, are you okay? You keep get. Yeah, you keep getting lower. You like sunk to the bottom of your. Maybe are you I'm in quicksand? Are you in quicksand? Maybe I was. I don't know, dude. I was slouching a little bit. Uh, Looking down, dude. At my put, put your shoulders back, man. Stand up. Star be proud, man. Your mom didn't teach you. It's been a long posture. day, dude. I played golf all day today. I drove, been in the car all day. Oh, today. I had to drive a car. Oh. It's taking everyone's money, man. What about, should we spin the wheel? Should we, Sam, do we have the bet wheel? Should we spin the wheel? Yes. All right. We should spin the wheel. CT Pan versus uh, Mackenzie Hughes. We'll do best finish. Whoever finishes the best, the loser spins a wheel. The tiebreaker. I'm not eating out a watermelon or whatever, a pumpkin or whatever you guys. Yeah, you'll do whatever's on the betting wheel unless you're right, unless yeah, you're some it. kind of a chump or something. That's right. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Taylor. <laughs> That's the, right, Josh. You can't. You can't take eat. Uh, Taylor in the chat. Get this kid to eat out a pumpkin. Um, yeah, you like that, wouldn't you, Taylor? <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, here's the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is DraftKings points, but I'm taking CT Pan. You're taking McKenzie Hughes. Sam, back up from the microphone because it's always so freaking loud. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, no, the tiebreaker should be like a six footer. <laughs> spin the uh, gaining down. Spin the spin the ratchet tour junkies punishment wheel. All right. There's Ready, a couple here on go. here I do not want any part of, Garrett. I hope. Right. Here we go. We can we can respin. You know. Wait, is this? You or me, this or is, just this one? Is whoever loses, loser loses. <laughs> Ten Waffle House waffles. Oh, live on the show. Live on Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that. What are you talking? Oh, dude, that's that's not, that's not a punishment. You know, my first ever job was at Waffle House when I was fifteen. For real? Yeah. 
I don't think I could do that. They call me Hollywood. A lot of a lot of normal people go to Waffle House like Sunday after church. I love Waffle Saturday House. Saturday morning. I, don't get me wrong, I love Waffle House, but I could not eat ten waffles. I, I I couldn't eat five. Yeah, I probably couldn't either. But CT Pen better ride CT Pen. This is scary. But I there's hate. No re- there's no respin going on. I hate here. McKenzie. Is, is what... No, I'm not doing a respin. All right, I like CT Pan. I'll take him at eighty to one. He's on DraftKings, BetMGM. Other than that, Brendan Todd at hundred to one. We talked about him a little bit. Todd Father. I know you like him on DraftKings. Those are the only two for me in this range. I don't like anybody else. You like Hughes. Yeah, Who right. else do you like? You like Todd? BT and Hughes. Okay. All right. So that's it for you, too. Um, all right. I got some bombs, though. Oh, I got some bombs. I got a handful of bombs. I, I mean, the, the 200 to 1 range is money. Before we get into that, though, Garrett, there's a product that we use every single day now because they send it to us, and it's great, and it actually tastes really good. It's AG1 from Athletic Greens, uh, more energy, optimized immune system. Don't have to worry about all the vitamins and extra supplements and stuff. You just put this stuff in water, shake it up real good, drink it. It tastes delicious. Do it right, you know, I do it like right before I have my coffee. I do it before I'm going to eat any breakfast or anything like that. And it doesn't, you know, despite it having all these healthy things in it, it actually tastes good. So one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics. And we taught, me and Pat talked about this the other day, adaptogens, adaptogens. And those help you. They help you adapt to stuff is really what they do. It's kind of crazy. It, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial stuff, while tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery. It costs less than three bucks a day. So it's better than your cold brew habit or whatever bougie drink you're probably sucking down, Garrett. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss, Michael Gervais. I like both those guys. AG1 is, uh, is a good little small habit to build build every day and get a big benefit. All right. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first, with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tour junkies. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know, get that daily insurance for your health. All right, Garrett, this is, this is a fun range. This over 130 to 1, I bet we have some similar names here. What are you doing? Are you all right? I got to get more tequila. God dang it. guy's such an I amateur. You're going to go on with that ad, dude. <sighs> such I'm an li- amateur. I'm listening, though, dude. Hold on. Give me yeah. All right. To kick off this range, this, I got to go back to my boy, David Lipsky. I got to go to David Lipsky. I said he's going to have a year. I said he's going to have a win. This is as good a course for David Lipsky to get a win as, as, as there ever was a course. You know, T37 last week in Memorial is not fantastic, but he's continuing, to, uh, you know, he's continuing to hit his irons pretty well. The putter's pretty hot right now. Uh, I like Lipsky. I think Lipsky at 130-1 to 1 is a good number. Uh, he's not the best value because I think the best values are these guys at 200 and 250, 250. JT posting at 200. I mean, what? You know, he did just miss qualifying. He had a long day. You know, if you're in the Nut Hut chat, I'll let you know maybe what Fleener says about his boy come Wednesday night. But posting at 201 is interesting to me because you you get him on a course that fits his game a little bit better. Precision golf, making putts. That's what he does. Look at him before the Heritage in April. His, his, his 
recent form before that was miscut, 42nd, miscut, miscut, 41st. He gets to the Heritage, a course that suits him way better, third. Then he misses the cut at Mexico with these wide open fairways. Everybody was just ripping driver. Hell, Cam Smith or Cam Champ finished top 10 that week, and he misses the cut, right? Then you get him to TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm, another golf course that rewards precision accuracy off the tee into these greens, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a more traditional style golf course. He finishes ninth. So I think having Poston at, an, at a course like St. George's Golf and Country Club is a plus. I like him at 200. Uh, for the, some of the same reasons, I like Nate Lashley at 201. Lashley can flash with a little upside. You know, I mean, you know this. He can win. What are you laughing at, bro? What you laughing at? Na- Nate, nasty Nate can have some upside, homie. What, what, I don't understand. Are you familiar? Have you ever, do you know the guy? He won on the PJ Tour. He's won a ro- the Rocket Mortgage. Um, yeah, he's, he's got a 17th, an 11th, an 18th, a 15th, and a 7th in 2022. Like, what are we laughing at? He's Better than your boy Nate. Mackenzie Hughes, huh? Nah, but Nasty Nate don't have that Canadian swag. I don't no, nobody. The, the Canadians don't have swag. I they're great people. I have good friends Na- that are Canadian. But Nasty Nate's not a great dude. I don't he's care if he's a great dude, but that's why they call him Nasty Nate. Yeah, he's nasty. The last one for me is uh, is Patrick Rogers at two hundred one, and it hurts me to do it because he just he continues to punish me every year on the PJ Tour for not closing the door. But two hundred one is a good number for that guy, I guess. I don't really know. I just, I saw it and I was like, I'm a sucker. I did it. Who you got? Again, man, you're going to think I'm just piggybacking off you. Um, I know you like posting. I like JT. Yeah. He was my, he was in my, he was in my range. I got to get a relationship with him. North Carolina boy. Um, I think, again, another one of those guys that would love to get a win would mean a lot for his career, et cetera. I love the way the golf course sets up for him, the whole deal. Love JT, DraftKings, I think 200 to 1. Yep. I do not, not like Lashley. I like Adam Long, 140 to 1. Another guy who's a ball striker. I'm okay on um, that. Has won before in the past and has beat some big names. I think it was at the Amex. He beat out Phil and some guys. I like him kind of flying under the radar again. I wouldn't be surprised if an under-the-radar guy comes and gets the job done. Um, and then my long bomb, 250 and over. Again, I'm riding the Canadians tonight. Spenson. Adam Spenson. Yeah. 250-1. to one. I mean, yeah, Why not? I like it. He's a professional golfer. And any, anybody in there He's coming in at 250-1, to one, being in Canada, being from Canada, I mean, the guy's a ball striker. The guy's a gamer. The guy ain't scared. He's like a... He honestly is kind of, he has a DJ personality, kind of like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep making birdies. That just is what it is. So I like Svensson coming in at 250 to one. Yeah. Um, I, I had him written down. I don't mind it. All right. Let's, uh, let's narrow this down a little bit. We've said some names, Garrett. We've said some outright names. We haven't hit top 20s yet. So I want to talk our favorite outrights of the ones we've named. What are the ones we really want to make sure we go ahead and get? Lock up. Don't delay. Go ahead and hit them. And then some top 20s presented to you by our friends at Covers. Again, winning starts at Covers.com. If you're a sports better, any sport, check out Covers.com and get it done. Uh, my favorite outrights, Garrett, would be for sure Johnny Vegas at 70 to 1. I just love the value on Johnny V at 70. Um, Finau at 30 to 1. Love that. I'll take that. I feel good about that one. Um, after He's not, he doesn't figure he can't figure out how to grip his putter. Finau's fine, dude. He's fine. What are you talking about? 
What are you talking like, about? He's clawing. He's clawing one second. He's regular. He's cross-handed. You know, that's cool. Well, he's, he's you know, gained three strokes at the Charles Schwab with this putter. He's gained strokes in his last three events with the putter. Gained strokes four, five out of his last six events with the putter. So, I don't know what you're looking at. but Top 20 for Fino this week. Um, Prep for the Open. I like the outright for him at 30-1. to one. I like the post and play. JT posting at 200-1 on DraftKings. Um, and probably... Lipsky at one thirty to one. Those are probably my favorites. It's a it's a rough field. It's a dog ugly field this week, boys. So those are my favorite outrights. Garrett, I'll let you hit us with a few of your favorites that you mentioned so far. I like Adam Hadwin forty five to one. That's there's not like. really a reason not to like him. He's a flusher again. All Mac, all of Mark Blackburn's guys: Gary Woodland, Max Homa, Adam Hadwin, Charlie Hoffman. Love all those guys. Um, so him at 45 to one on DraftKings, I love, um, and then I like Brandon Todd coming in at hundred to one. He's another one of these guys, uh, out of all the names I've given that, I, um, I really like. And if I had to give one more guy, I really like is JT too. If I'm, if I went, yeah. if I went first, I would have got it, but I like JT too at 200 to one. Yeah. I think there's a lot of value there with JT. Um, all right. Top twenties. Top 20s. I got a massive bomb top 20. And in fact, some of you longtime Tour Junkies fans aren't going to even believe that I say this. So I'm going to hold it for the end. But I think Johnny V at plus 225. Love that. I actually had written down your boy Adam Long. I don't like him as an outright, but I do like him top 20 at plus 650. I had him written down. Obviously, posting it, you know, if we like posting a 201 outright, I like him top 20 at plus 650. Yeah. Um, Patrick Rogers plus 650. These are some bomb top 20s. Uh, Matt Wallace at plus 650, who's played terrible on the PGA Tour, but he's coming off like a eighth and a 15th or something at the, on the DP World Tour side of things. So I don't, know if he, I don't know if he just really loves playing outside of the PGA Tour and he feels great, and then when he comes over here, he sucks, or if he went over there and found a little something, maybe his coach is over there, who knows. But he, he left the PGA Tour, went back across the pond, and had two really good starts. Matt Wallace is a talented player. Uh, and he's got upside. So plus 650 for him is interesting. And here's the one, man. I tell you what. I have not played this guy. I have not bet him. I have not talked about him in DraftKings. I know you're about to say. In seven years. Bro. Oh, I don't remember this. In seven years. Because seven years ago on our show, I talked him up because I got a hot tip from a local about him. And I played a sh- just a Justin ass ton of him at the players championship and he made like a nine on the third hole of the tournament on thursday to go ahead and just trunk slam it very early and i wrote him off from that moment on i've never played him again but he's 14 to 1 14 to 1 to finish top 20 and he just won i guess one in, in quotes his qualifier i mentioned it earlier shot 67 65 10 under jonas blixt at 14 to 1 as a top 20. I can't even believe I'm saying it. If Marcus Miklovich is in the chat, he will be going bananas. But 14 to 1 is extremely long. Uh, and I, maybe I'm just going to ride the hot hand. He did it in Ontario. He's just going to hop on over to, you know, St. George's, keep the train on the, keep it rolling, and continue to try to take advantage of what he's got. What, whatever he's got cooking in terms of form. 
he's going to be excited about it. He's not one that I think can afford to write off write off the RBC Canadian Open, even if he's qualified for the U.S. Open, because he has terrible status. So that's it. That's it for me. What do you think, Garrett? No, I hate it. Not the guys I would have picked, but. All right, well, who are you picking for top 20? Top 20, I mean, I know I mentioned him. We talked about a win. I like Adam Long at six, plus 650. Um, I like. I like Camila Vajegas, dude. Okay. Plus 1,400? Or, or 1,400 14 to 1? 14 to 1. 14 to 1? 14 to 1? 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 14 um, I also like who else do I got written down here? There's just some bombs, man. Bomb top twenties. This is another guy I'm riding the Mark Blackburn train. Trey Molinax. Okay. People people forget about Trey Molinax. He used to be yeah. a stud. Yeah, he got hit in the head with a pro am by a guy in a yep. pro am and he got all his jack. Again, Mark Blackburn guy, he's flushing it. He is a stud. I like him sneaking in. I mean, he's another one of these guys who every week that he play tees it up. It means something to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like uh, Trey coming at nine not over nine to one. I like it. Um there there are your favorite early outrights, top twenties presented by covers. Winning starts at covers.com. Uh let's see. Oh, oh here's my YouTube comment. I wanted to, and then maybe we can wrap it up by talking about this. Cause I don't think Prize Picks has anything out right now. It's Monday night. It's a new golf course, so they're probably not going to put anything out till Tuesday. Yep. It's not out. So we'll end on this, Garrett. Uh, here's my comment. I want people in the comments on YouTube to tell, Garrett, what are you doing? What is happening to you? Are you okay? Are you in handcuffs somewhere? Are you in a dungeon? You keep messing with uh, stuff. You, these no, I'm not. 26-year-olds, did you take your ADD medicine today? No, dude, I'm not an amphetamine guy. <laughs> I'm also not 26. That's kind of jacked 28? Up. What are you? I'm 28. Okay, whatever. Um, get it together, man. You've been sinking down quicksand, eating your microphone. You've just been riding me with just like this boring picks. Like, what are we doing? Boring picks? It's the freaking RBC Canadian Open. (laughs) What? Did you expect to get, you know, six? It did get a little dark dark in here. you get six to midnight on, you thought you were going to get six to midnight on David Lipsky? Me telling you about (laughs) David Lipsky? I don't think so. I like David Lipsky. He was mean to me once. Oh, it is dark in there. It's because your uh, your Ozark's house that you you were in, all the windows, is now now the sun's gone down. So you look like you're in a dungeon. I might be. On the way to steal your girl. Here's the YouTube comment. I want to know in the comments, do you have a moral or ethical issue with guys playing on the live tour, yes or no, and if you would like to tell us why or why not, that would also be interesting. Um, do you have a moral or ethical issue with the guys playing on the live tour? Let us know in the comments. Hit the thumbs up button, like and subscribe to the channel as well, and share it with a friend. You know what I mean? Share it with somebody. Tell somebody about it. Actually, you know what? Don't. It's the RBC Canadian Open. Just don't. Just wait a couple more weeks. Don't even share next week's show because we'll be in Scotland. It'll be weird, and we'll probably be all hammered. So, so we're not talking about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. I was I was gonna lead into that. Let's uh let's talk about it. So you've got odds out on on Live Golf. I don't see any on a lot of these main US based books, although some people have told me on Twitter that you can find them on DraftKings. 
So I couldn't find them on DraftKings. I guess it's in certain states or something. I looked on DraftKings. They weren't on there. Somebody said on Twitter they're on FanDuel, but I couldn't, I couldn't see them on FanDuel either. Um, I saw them on Bovada, but that's... that's oh, dra- uh, Data Golf has them on FanDuel. Data Golf has them? Yeah, on FanDuel. On FanDuel. No way. Yeah. I like Taylor Gooch, plus 900. Got gag. What? Yeah. What? Oh, they do have live. This is new. I just saw this. Oh my God. Why would you ever bet Taylor Gooch at 9-1 to one in any golf tournament? That's a terrible decision. Because Gooch has got some swag, dude. No. Yeah, I guess he does, but th- this, is not a, this is not a swag contest. All right, how do, you feel about, how do you feel about the golf tournament? How do you feel about the whole tour, though? Mm. You want me to lead? I'm not sure. I, I wrestle with it because – this is where I wrestle with it. I wrestle with it because, you know, yes, there are things that the money that is backing this whole thing, that, that, the, that the, the money is coming from a place that does terrible things, you know, atrocities that we know of. And that doesn't sit well with me. The, the only problem that, where I get hung up is that we have – so many other companies that we know of and probably way more that we don't know of that also commit terrible atrocities against human beings or whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is that, that is, would be bad. You know, I mean, obviously China is a big issue, right? And I'm wearing Nikes and I watch the NBA and I bet on the NBA and the NBA's all over China's jock all the time, right? And, and they're doing some shit that I don't agree with. And so I, it, it's hard when you're challenged with, with that. It's, it's tough. I, I, outside of that, I have no issue with it. I, I really don't. I, I think it's great, for, it's great competition for the PGA Tour. I think it's shaking things up, and the PGA Tour is going to be a better product as a result. I'm, I'm excited about that. I, and in some ways, and I will say this, I don't care where you stand on it, until you are faced with the decision to make so much money, you can't tell me that you would turn it down because I just don't know that there are that many moral high ground people that would turn down that kind of money. I mean, if you're a, a, a Matt Jones and you know, they're offering you, I don't know how much Matt Jones has been offered, but they're offering you X million to just show up and then you have the opportunity to win 4 million a week, like, I get it. For guys like that, like I, 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 I can imagine it would be very next to impossible to turn that down. Um, so I, I'll say that number one. But I'll also say like it looks like a really crappy product so far. Like this is gonna be ugly. We're all gonna watch it because we want to see it happen and we want to see what it looks like and what it, how it, you know, how they broadcast it at the format. Um, we're all gonna watch it week one. We're you know then it's gonna tail off the second or third or fourth week. But if it stays like this and they don't pull more talent, we're not going to watch it. I, I'm not, I, I don't care to watch Dustin Johnson that much. Like I, I need more influx of talent in this thing. And the format is kind of weak. Like I, I think a shotgun start is really stupid. I think it's very stupid. I think we're all going to watch a shotgun start and be like, that is the dumbest thing that they, that they could possibly do. I, I don't think that's going to work. Um, but, I mean, th- those are just a few of the thoughts off the top of my head. Yeah. I'll let you go. Well, 
shotgun. Well, now that you said something about shotgun start, I think it's stupid. I think it's not stupid if you pick the right golf course where the 18th doesn't mean anything or the finishing stretch because it takes away the waves. So if you have a three, if you have a three day tournament, it was a shorter event. You should take away the waves because there's no cut, et cetera. So everyone should be playing the same time. So I think that's why they do a no cut event. And we've seen how waves can change and weather, especially in England, et cetera. So sure. You're not starting on, you know, whatever, but you don't go playing your charity scramble and feel like you had a disadvantage. because You didn't start in the first hole. Yeah. I I'm on board with you in the sense of, um, the moral ethics of the Saudis, that's again, the only kind of thing that I'm, I'm about. But I also think that like, like what you said, there's a, a ton of companies and things that we're, we, we turn a blind eye to that we still support and, and we're all on board with. And you know, this loyalty to the PGA tour stuff, it's not like they're playing during the U S open. I mean, we've just had this whole jo- show and joked about this whole show about the habit RBC Canadian open field sucks. It's like, cool, sweet. To be honest, I'll probably watch the live golf before I watch the RBC this week. It's like, yeah, but you'll, yeah, but you'll do that because of the novelty of it. So far, it's just going to be new, and it's the it's first. Sure, they're going to work out the kinks. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect. No, just it's like anything be else, a train. Just like it's going to be. It could be a train. Yeah, exactly. That being said, like these guys, like I, I'm in the opinion of like these guys calling. It's like, all right, enough guys go over to live golf. And then what? The PGA Tour is going to be like, all right, you can't play here. But then the PGA Tour is going to suck because then enough guys are just going to follow the money and be like, all right, we'll just play in the Live Golf. Now Live Golf is going to be the number one, you know, whatever. Everyone, all the good guys are going to play in the Live Golf Tour. So it's like, I think the PGA Tour got to the point where they're like kind of flexing their muscles, saying, hey, we're going to suspend you because we're the PGA Tour. And then now that the money's talking, they're like, oh shit, now we have to like, pay these guys more and do more than we, you know, initially were going to. And now this, you know, these guys actually care about money a little bit more or less. And, you know, I, I know it gets a little bit sticky and, and, and that's where it's a lawyer thing. And that's where I don't know the guys that have played for a while that have a lot of pension money and have a lot of stuff that's tied to like their champions tour stuff. They can't play on the champions tour. That's where it gets a little bit sticky, but the younger guys that are like, Hey, I don't have a lot of pension money or I play in the European tour or, you know, I don't have this whole commitment to the PGA tour ever, or even these young guys who maybe have won once like Taylor Gooch. He's like, all right, cool. Like, I don't want to play golf. There's guys, there's the Charles Howells that want to play golf until their back gives out. There's other guys that are like, I'm okay. Not playing golf the rest of my life. If I can get a check, that's awesome. I'll play golf with my buddies. I'll be a member guest guy forever. You can't blame them. You know, going, going back to your point of being like, you know, I, I always say the same thing about people that have money or saying, hey, money's on everything. It's like, I only trust those people that have actually had money and then they don't and say, okay, yeah, now it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's easy for someone to say that's never been offered it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but uh, I remember I remember when Tiger, I think I said this in a, oh, in a Twitter, Twitter spaces or something. Anyway, I remember back in the day when Tiger, you know, got the club thrown through his windshield that fateful uh, Thanksgiving Eve morning or whatever it was. And I, I was listening. You were, you were a young whippersnapper at that point. You probably were just hitting. No, I remember. It was, it was a Friday after Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, I remember the next, the aftermath of that. Colin Cowherd was like the biggest name on radio. And this was like before podcasts. So I was listening. To, I would listen to Colin Cowherd to and from work and sometimes during work. And I remember he had this take, and, and, it, and it struck me. He was like, you know what? All these people on the internet, all these people on the media, 
absolutely burning Tiger to the ground. What kind of person, what kind of horrible person could do this and cheat on his wife and his kids and Elon's all this and she's all that and like what a sick guy and what a you know, what a terrible guy and you know, he led this double life and and you know, they're you know, he's like, "Listen, all you people who would be like, you know, you're looking at your wife tonight going, "Honey, I would never do that." Oh, I can't imagine you do that. You know, your wife's mad, you're mad with her. You think Tiger's the worst person in the world. But until you've had and faced Tiger's opportunity, <laughs> then you oh, get to just shut the up because you have not experienced the level of whatever Tiger experienced as a young, you know, very wealthy top top athlete in the world until you have turned down what tiger would have to turn down you can't really say that because you probably wouldn't oh man i'm so glad you brought that up because i couldn't agree more I'm there the are very forward. few people who i'm the, turn i'm down. on the i'm on the john mayer train same thing about that it's like if i was 18 years old i can do anything they would do when i was 18 all the same mistakes i think dave Chappelle made the same kind of he, he did a bit and he was like man tiger all these people, man, they're getting, she's like, no one's giving him enough credit for all, all the girls he said no to. He's like, I'm looking at this guy, this 400 pound guy. He was like, man, I would, I would never sleep. I would yeah. never treat my yeah. wife, whatever. Yeah. And he goes, well, man, of course you wouldn't. Who, who would have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I'm reminded of that in situations like this, like to turn down, you know, DJ $125 million or freaking Matt Jones, whatever Matt Jones got, because I think he's an example of a guy who just, probably is never going to win again he lucked into it i lucked into hitting him win um and it, and it's probably not going to happen again so it's just like you know it's it, it'd be and, tough to 125 million is one of those things where i think it can over it can go over our heads because we just we just see million and we think oh yeah these guys are set but like that's a lot of money yeah 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 um i, I think i saw some of the guys the guys the guys just showing up or making X amount more than the guys winning on the corn fairy tour, which yep. are guys that are like playing for their livelihood. Yep. Like, yep. So, yep. I agree. All right. That's the RBC Canadian Open betting show. A little live golf talk. Me and my boy G Money, the kid, uh, host the corn fairy tour podcast. He started to do a lot of interviews, corn fairy tour players, caddies, uh, other personalities on that show. You need to check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. It's on the Tour Junkies Network. Obviously, he also goes live here on the YouTube channel. Uh, every week when there's an event or he's got a guest, you know, former caddy on the Corn Freight Tour knows about a lot of these up-and-comers, a lot of these rookies on the PGA Tour. Thanks to Garrett for coming on. We're going to have him on some more. He's also in the Nut Hut occasionally, so hit him up there if you want a little Corn Freight Tour knowledge. And uh, let's have a great week. We're going to go do the DraftKings show, knock that out. And it's, you know, it's a week without Pat. I'm sad, you know, but we're, we're hanging in there. I'll get plenty of my Pat fix in Scotland when we leave in like four days. So. There you go. Bend over your bookie. Let's have a week. See you.